Dice Paper Roll is made on the lands of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. You walk through these mists at your own risk. They will lead you elsewhere into a realm of suffering. Beyond lies the domain of the vampire, Strad von Zarevich. Even death will not release you from the torment that awaits you there. For nothing leaves Barovia. Not even your eternal soul. Beyond the mists, darkness envelops Barovia. The ever-present fog lays thick and close to the ground. It clings and envelops as if trying to smother the land. Legsarevich sits, still. Barely a ripple passes across its surface. Even the soft breeze that stirs across the dying embers of the campfire is unable to move the clinging blanket of fog. But it does rock the boats tied to the shore and the water laps against their sides in a rhythmic slapping. Loud, soft, soft. Soft, loud, loud, soft. Soft, loud, soft. A rhythmic sound that spells out in Morse code. DPR. Curse of Strahd. Where is, where is he going? Where is he going? Where is he going with this? Where is he going with this? There'll be at least one 76-year-old guy that gets that. Like, Fuck yeah. That's for him. <laughs> no, he'll be going. It's actually soft, soft. Not bad. That soft. Uh, actually. Uh... <laughs> no, no, it's it's actually correct. I I went and looked up the yeah. code, so <laughs> I know you did. I would only expect you to have that kind of thorough research. <laughs> really, correct. really hitting the yeah. demographic thorough of our listeners. Preparation. That's your middle name. These Thank are you. the standards we like to hold ourselves to at Dice Paper Roll, and you are welcome because we are here. It's Dice Paper Roll, Curse of Strad, episode seventeen. My name is Emil Freund. I play Sonny Bono, the sword, the sentient sword. Although the rest of the party, Sans Hans, don't know that yet. <laughs> Sans, Sans Hans. I, I really like that, actually. <laughs> it's got a nice yeah, ring to it. I like it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Hans. It's ah, good. <laughs> <laughs> it took me that long uh, to, to get that. <laughs> Oh, uh, now I get it. And my name's Dan. <laughs> I play Sans Hans, uh, the human. Oh no, what am I? I'm a half orc, half orc blood hunter, um, 
leather daddy. Uh, What's the other half? Uh, human. Huh? Yeah. Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> half orc, half human, all sexy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, had been in communique with the uh, sunny sword. Uh, however, at the end of the last episode, it may no longer be in my grasp. In fact, it's not. It's not. But, you know. Ooh. Ooh. Freak the kid didn't perform the old switcheroo and put like a, little, you know, like a leak in place of the sword. The Mars bar. The <laughs> <laughs> <A> Mars bar. <laughs> yes. It's a and Lars bar in this universe. A Hans bar. Hans, Hans, Hans bar. Oh, I love these things. <laughs> Too much chocolate. <laughs> the hard bar is always in my hand. Don't make me run. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> and I'm Jack and I'm playing Louise, who is a fish woman of the sea. A triton. Yeah, Triton. I just don't know if I'm comfortable with calling it, you know, putting labels on it. Fair enough. Is that because Triton is also the name of a popular brand of tools? Yes. Yes. Mm. I don't like to be defined by capital. Speaking of popular (laughs) tools, I think it's your turn to introduce yourself, Ben. Hey, everybody. (laughs) I am Ben Clements, the most popular tool on this podcast. That's true. And I play a character <laughs> named Ragyog, the goblin cleric of Lathander. And um, and Ragyog is just happy to have some new friends. Well, in Louise, fuck Sonny Bono. <gasps> you don't know nothing well, about Sonny know. Bono just yet, man. I know. I'm just passively aggressive hitting at aggressively hitting out at Emil for that amazing call. I think it's ironic <laughs> that he actually literally plays a tool on the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame I didn't think of that at the time. Uh, my name is Lauren Bock and I play Apomia Phosphine, but you can call me my... Uh, she is a human vanilla rogue assassin uh, currently sleeping... Nicely, uh, with her mates around her, having made new mates. She loves mates, uh, loves tricks, loves japes of all kinds, uh, but does not know that this is the worst kind of jape, which is a small child with a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's been to Rainbow Serpent. She knows that that wouldn't fly. No, no, it is not okay. It's very clear. No children and no children with weapons. To a degree. Yeah, that's... Not, I mean, poise great. Um, <laughs> it could be a weapon in the wrong mm. hands, but fire twirling depends, mm. and often is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Greg Pickering. I am the dungeon master for DPR. Does Curse of Strad? I'll be playing almost everybody else, and uh, we're we're coming back into uh, what. What was a pretty tense moment at the end of the the last uh, episode where Reek, uh, the the orphan boy, had um, taken the flaming. Freak. He was called Freak. Yeah, Freak. <laughs> Freak. Been reading Game of Thrones. Yeah, or something. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. He's holding the sausage aloft. Um, <laughs> Hans wakes up and is like, mmm. Ah, you've got the Hans bar. Um, so Freak is holding the, the flaming sword aloft um, above uh, the sleeping form of Hans. So uh, obviously you, you want to know what happened there, but um, because I'm just the best DM, I'm not going to deal with that right now. Um, <laughs> well, well, leave us hanging. That is your choice. That's yeah. I just wanna, and for listeners, you've been waiting a week. Well, you can wait a little bit longer. So um, I'd just like everyone except Lauren to take your headphones off until I give you a wave. Please. Oh, oh, fucking no. what are you doing yes. to me? I love this. Yeah. So everyone oh, take your headphones off. All right. Yeah. their favourite. <laughs> I might have okay. to keep my face really neutral. <laughs> so I just want to give you a little bit of information about Irina before we get into the game. Uh-oh. Okay. Right. Yeah. Maybe I should write um, this down. Oh, I'll send it to you as okay. well. Thank you. Um, but it's a it's a bit of a block of text. So Irina uh, is not um, the true-born daughter of Kolyan Indirovich, the former burgomaster of Barovia. Yep. So she she's the adopted daughter. Um, after his wife died, Kolyan uh, had taken to wandering the woods at night and many in the township uh, said that they thought he was seeking his death. So he was very depressed and wandering the woods at night. And that is where he found uh, Irina and he found her bruised and battered and wearing torn and scorched clothing. And, and she was very, very young. Uh, from there, he took her in and raised her as his own. And many of the townsfolk said that caring for her was the only thing that helped the burgomaster get over his wife's death. Now, Irina can't remember anything before the night that the burgomaster found her. Yep. When, when she tries to think about it, her mind is clouded. Um, and whenever she tries to, to remember, um, she gets a, a splitting headache. Okay. It's as if the time before that is fuzzy in her mind. And she's never felt that sort of presence in her mind except for recently when the vampire Strad charmed her now the first time Strad came for her he caught her in the street as she was headed home from the market and with nowhere to hide he was quickly able to take over her mind and feed on her but from that point she was terrified and hid in the house and um, the burgomaster and her brother helped to protect her um, but it seemed that this was enough, not enough because night after night, Strad and his minions would assault the house. Now, the second time, the second time that, um, that Strad uh, fed on her, Irina cannot remember that because that night, the night of which she has no memory, is the night that the Burgomaster died. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do- when is... Yeah. When was she, how old was she when she was, when he found, when the Burgermeister found her? Six years old. Okay. Okay. Yep. So when Ismark had returned um, that night to find his father dead and Irina unconscious on the floor, he nursed her back to health and had never said an ill word against her. But Irina knew him far too well. She could sense his resentment and his simmering anger at what had happened. Irina knows why Ismark, or you know why Ismark sent you to Valakai. It's not just for your safety, but it's for his own peace of mind about what happened. He somewhat blames you for the death of his father. Yep. 
So now as you finally approach the town of Valakai, pursued by an impossibly powerful creature, you realize that you are fully alone in the world once more. So is Mark sent Irina to Valakai to kind of get her away from him? He's worried for his safety? Like that- It's not that he was worried. He's just, I think it, you, the, Irina senses that he's angry. Okay. He's angry about what's happened. Because yeah. they'd, you know, she she'd been locked in the house, um, and Strad was unable to get to her, and the house had been assaulted night after night. And yep. one night, um, Ismark stayed out um, drinking, and um, when he came home, that was when he found Irina unconscious on the ground, and his father dead. Okay. And Irina feels that he blames her for that. Yep. But as well, Irina cannot remember anything from that night as well. And it's the same, that same fuzzy feeling that she had from when she was a child. Okay. Okay. Sure. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> Do you All need right. to send me that just as well? Yes. Okay. Let's bring everyone back in. Sure. Thank you for your patience, everyone. What you don't know is I'm a master no, lip okay. reader. And that is how we defeat Strahd. Okay, great. Got it. <laughs> Amazing. <Thank you. laughs> and that's the proper use of a, a good D&D tool. It's all right. I've um, actually been editing for so long. Um, it's like lip reading. I could read the sound waves on Zencaster. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It actually comes out in Morse code on Zencaster. <laughs> yeah. And the good thing is, is Ben's the cool. only one that's going to hear it because he's going to edit it and none of the rest of us are going to listen to it. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good tool in that yeah, sense. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> I okay, am the tool so, of the podcast. So night lies heavy over the camp as you sleep and as Freak creeps over to steal um, the sword that Hans has recently got. But as he creeps across the camp, Irina dreams. The sound of rocking boats and the lapping of water against their sides fills her mind. In the dreams, she runs down a never-ending hallway. Fog covers the ground and obscures her steps. However hard she runs, Strad is always close behind, his breath hot on her neck. She runs and runs. The hall ahead of her shrinks down and is suddenly a dead end. There is nowhere to run. She turns and presses herself against the wall as the spectre of Strad advances on her. She reaches out and slams a door, cutting him off but he's at the window. His eyes blaze with hunger as he looks deep, deep into Irina's eyes. And as he does, she feels her will slip from her body. Helpless, her hand reaches for the door latch. Suddenly, Irina's eyes flutter open to look at the small wood-panelled room around her, the dining room of her house. Her father, 
the Burgomaster Indirovich lies dead on the ground, his face a grimace, his hands clutching his chest. The figure of Strad Strad stands over him. Strad looks down at Irina for a long time. She lays on the ground, halfway to a crouch, frozen in fear and weak with terror. Suddenly, he transforms into a grey mist and swirls out the window. And as he does, Irina scrabbles over to the body of her father to find him cold. And as she reaches out to touch his face, she feels the slick of hot blood run down her neck. She looks down, and the blood runs from a bite mark. It runs and flows and grows stronger. Suddenly, it is roaring in her ears as the blood begins to run down the walls of the room. It grows stronger and stronger and then begins to run clear and cold and dark. Dark water fills the room. And as she lays down, the icy water engulfs her form, her face, her breath, submerging her. She sits up, gasping, breath filling her lungs. But she's small, a child, and in a small boat, cold, stale water fills the bottom of the boat around her feet. She is cold, and she is wet, but most of all, Irina is afraid. The figure of a boy stands in the shallows, holding the duckboard. Tears run down his face as he bids her goodbye. Flee, sister. I will be close behind. With a sob, he pushes the leaking boat out into the lake. And as the mist begins to obscure his shape, dark figures pounce out of the night. Flashing jaws clamp on the boy and the world is filled with screams. Screams that fill Irina's head. And suddenly, there is a ringing sound, as if a glass has been struck with a knife. Irina wakes the camp with a scream. Okay. So everyone awakes to Irina screaming. Um, the uh, as Irina screams, um, Freak lifts the flaming sword in the air, and um, bright sunlight pierces the thick fog that covers the camp. Um, the area is illuminated, and long shadows are cast in all directions. Sunny talks directly to Freak. Hey, okay. buddy, what's the end game here? I don't want to be weak anymore. I'm strong now. I have the sword. As he grips the sword, the muscles on Freak's 12-year-old arms bulge and flex and the veins grow thick and strong and he looks super ripped for a (laughs) (laughs) 12-year-old. This is weird. I know it feels tempting to... Use a weapon to protect yourself, but I tell you what, someone bigger than you is going to see me with you and they're going to want to take me away. You're actually in far more danger. No, no, nobody's going to be able to hurt me as long as I've got this. No, seriously, bro, you're going to get hurt real bad. 
Real he bad. holds the sword out in front of him and starts to back away towards the forest. You know, when I first got myself a blade, being on a three-year coke bender, <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> I never saw my damn dog again. It's a mistake. I had to eat my dog. I was so hungry. Right. You get it. You've tried cocaine too, I see. <laughs> okay. What's uh, everyone else doing as this happens? Um, Ragyog sits up, bolt upright. Sorry, Jack. That's right. Uh, sits bolt upright. But, 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 it's not meant to be daylight yet. I'm sure I haven't had eight hours sleep and rubs all the sleep out of his face as he pats around looking for um, his weapon and pops his skull cap on his head and, and trying to figure out where the sunlight's coming from, just registering what's going on. Looking around. Um, Louise sits up bolt upright and sea cucumbers f- slide off the, the front of her... Um, Slices of sea cucumber? Yeah, slices, of, slices yeah, yeah. of sea cucumber fall off the front of her visor um, and she reaches for the hammer and sickle on on her chest and pulls them out, looking around prepared. <clears throat> uh, Mo flicks one eye very quickly open but stays completely still uh, to not distract the the boy Um, she immediately takes in the scene um, and sees him backing away towards the forest, she sees everyone else roused um, but she lies still um, but her hand sneaks into her, uh, one of her purpley piratey coats um, just double tapping her daggers and but she can see everyone else is a little bit prepared but she stays really still but is completely alert and ready to pounce on that boy Hans uh, eyes snap open and he rolls over um, and quickly uh, clutches his uh, makes a fist with his right hand expecting the sword in his hand but then the softened chocolate of the Hans bar (laughs) squishes in his hand <laughs> what? This isn't right. This is the... And blinded by the light, reaches the chocolate towards the boy after hearing him say about how hungry he has been. Would you like a chocolate? I've, I've never... I've never tried chocolate. He waves the sword in front of him. Like, oh, okay. Warding okay. off. Oh, you gotta try. It. It's the best. Chocolate. Nothing tastes as good as safety feels. Freak. If you've never tried chocolate, I gotta, I gotta pull you up on that. You're actually not qualified to answer. You gotta try it before you can say that. Who said that? Freak. Said that. Freak. I know. It's strange, but the sword is speaking to you. I know this. That sword actually belongs to me, so it's not right that you should take something that doesn't belong to you. We can protect you. No, it's fine. 
it's mine now. And as he backs away, the light that the sword emits is centered on him and it um, he backs towards the trees that surround the camp behind him. And as he does, it, they cast long, um, stark shadows deeper into the forest that crisscross. Um, and you can't really see much further in um, behind him. And suddenly a figure steps from behind the bowl of a nearby tree. Oh, no. A tall, well-built, handsome... Drink of water. ...figure. (laughs) Wearing a long, well-tailored red coat and lays a hand with manicured, sharp fingernails on the shoulder of the boy. Wearing blue suede shoes. Hans um, sees the figure of um, Strad. Now, 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 my boy, that is a dangerous thing you hold. You let him go, and I cast protection from evil on Freak. Okay, Um, as you start to cast the spell, what level is that? It's level one. Uh, Yeah, it's level one. He holds up his hand and waves at you. No. And counter spells the spell as it leaves your lips. Well, no to you too. He then reads. Ragyog. Can Ragyog have a go? Ragyog finally makes out what's going on and um, uh, and calls upon finally his gets all the rest, power. all the sleep out of his all eyes. the sleep out of his eye, like he's rubbing <laughs> the fist, like oh, oh Louise God. hands him a, a sea cucumber. Oh, just thank you. Oh, that's much more refreshing. Um, and, oh, geez, I, I have to take care of this and cast daylight uh, right at Strad's head or at the the red the red coated figure's head. Back with you, you foul beast. Let the little freak go. Okay. Uh, the, um, the sword is emitting daylight already around him. And as you look closer, you can see smoke is little wisps of smoke are lifting from Strad's face. Um, and this like the skin around the edges of his hair is is burning and sort of moving moving uh, like this the the burn is moving back and then and then healing as it burns so it's just sort of maintaining <laughs> this equilibrium and you cast daylight and it it shines around him like laying over the top of the the light of the um, of the sword as he picks up freak with one hand and lifts him up in front of him and you see freak tremoring shaking the sword hanging in his hand as he's lifted up in front of strad you know there was a tale i learned when i was on tour of a place called down under back in the day about a little marsupial who fought for what was right and saved the forest his name was Blinky Bill. He did what was right and drove the darkness away, much like you will. Come on, Freak. We're in this together. As he holds Freak up, 
Freak is just water. He's rubber. He, he's not able to really hold the sword. And, and suddenly he cocks his ear as if he's listening to something and he stops shaking. And his grip firms on the blade and he lifts it up. His body becomes taut like a bowstring and then snaps, much like a released bowstring. And as he strikes out at Strahd with his sword, with the sun sword. Oh boy. One moment. That is a 14 to hit Strahd. He strikes, uh, so Freak strikes out with the sun sword at Strahd, but Strahd sees um, the the blade coming and he throws Freak back towards uh, the centre of the camp um, and Freak lands heavily near the, the fire. Um, Mo is still lying down and is pretending to be asleep, but Mo has met Strahd several times, so she's quite aware that he um, is very uh, tuned into the everyone around him, so she she doesn't have to do much. She doesn't have to stand up and like display herself in any way, or like pull her daggers out. So she just lies really quietly and just says in a low voice, uh, and she's going to use intimidation. And she just says, "All right, Strad." It's just a little kid. Just put him down and get on your way. I'm sure you got bigger fish to fry. Wait, but... You're right, Mo. I do have bigger fish to fry. 23 for intimidation. Where is your solidarity? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. It's just a turn of phrase. Crying out loud. I do have bigger fish to fry, Mo. But not this fish? And you are that fish. He waves his hand again and dispels the daylight spell that sits on him. As it flickers away, the light cast by the sword, only the edge of it reaches him. And as you see him stand on the edge of the firelight, you see those, those burn marks very quickly heal. You're right, Mo. I'm here because you failed to come through on our deal. What? And now I've come to collect the prize that you promised me. What are you talking about, Mo? What have you done? He looks to Mo and shakes his head. He starts, how could you, Mo? How could you? The kid kid you just met. What? (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) What... What deal are you talking about, Strahd? What is this? You were to bring Irina and your friends to the castle. But as you move further away, and now that you've picked up this... this item that I had very carefully hidden, I see that you are not fulfilling your side of the bargain. And so I am here to collect my bride Um, I am not going anywhere, Strahd. Uh, maybe I should do an intimidation again. But what about the other night when I saw you and we spoke? We spoke of granting you power. That sounds 
like her, doesn't it, Hans? He looks at you, Hans, across the light, and you see his eyes blaze red. Make a wisdom save, please. Oh, fuck. What is happening? Oh, cool. Cool, 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 A mighty blood hunter of the Such and Such family would not be tricked by a traitor like her, would he, Hans? No. I know a traitor when I see one. Oh. That could go either way. I don't know which way that it's going. It's yeah. about a four is the way that it's going. <laughs> oh, dear. You are very friendly towards Strahd. Your disposition has changed significantly. You see him as an ally. I think we've been played for fools. This man has been guarding these people, has been looking after this. Look at the way that it is thriving. And all the while, this one... Mo has been sneaking behind our backs, ready to put a knife in it, I bet. Don't be ridiculous, Hans. I mean, I, I mean, you could be right, but I think you just... You, we need some more evidence of just believing a vampire oh, I don't, turns up in our midst. I don't need right. any more evidence. He's being seduced by the gaze of the evil one, says Freak. Oh, yes, little boy. As he watch. Right here. As you watch, Strahd steps back into the shadow and then appears on the other side of the camp, behind you all. <laughs> I mean, it'd be more menacing without that noise. Yeah, but... that was a bit... More wine? You sound... Taxi! You hear the sound, you hear the sound of approaching hooves and a flickering light begins to glow from the surrounding forest and suddenly a tall black magnificent steed emerges flames leaping up from its hooves and mane the beast is a nightmare a fiendish horse its mane and hooves lit with flames and it stops beside Strad and lowers its head cool horse I have come Yes, I know. I've come for my bride. Release her, and I will let you live. No worries. I think it's a no-brainer. But well, you did tell us you were in, in, engaged, Mo. But I mean, I think he's talking you... about Irina. It's not talking about me, dumbass. It's about I've, her. Totally, I've totally misread the room. <laughs> 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 me too. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, this is not really passing a bet, though, Tess. The only, uh, <laughs> the only women here be me and uh, Louise, and we forget about the other one. Uh, <laughs> it's all about a man, isn't it? It's always, uh, always about a dude. Uh, down with the patriarchy. Uh, would you like to have a conversation about something other than this vampire? Right? Am I right? We. Oui. I can wait. I've been very patient. Please go ahead. <laughs> the other day, yeah, I saw I saw a fish. Oh, it was so big. Fishes. 
Really? How big was it? It was uh, it was uh, about this this big, and Amazing. she gestures gestures Amazing. about that big. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> there right. had uh, scales? Is there were like have rainbows? we passed? I don't know. How do we know that we passed? Enough. All right. <laughs> A man will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You will release Irina. Hans, or you will all die. Hans starts walking over to Irina and grabs her by her wrist and starts lifting her to her feet. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Ragnog throws himself at Hans tackle, and tackles him. Um, You're not yourself, man. You're not yourself. Can I roll a grapple? Or a, like a strength? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, damn. Not great. Uh, what am I adding to that? Just my strength or my yep. proficiency as well? Strength. 11. Uh, I've got an AC of 14. Is it? So strength, uh, post strength or uh, an acrobatics. Oh, sorry, athletics. Danny's got a smile on his face. Oh, that's a 16 on the die. Ah. <sighs> Plus acrobatics, you say. Uh, uh, athletics is... Uh, uh, athletics. Well, doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, Hans easily palms side. Ragyog. Yeah, just lift a hand out. So... Uh, straight to his face. So, you, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> give him the don't argue. <laughs> and um, you lift Irina to her feet. Irina, what's... How, how is Irina feeling right now? Please, please, I can't, I can't go with him. He'll kill me. I have to stay with you. Please protect me. I don't have your spells. I don't have anything. I don't have anything in the world. I do not think she has a character sheet. We must protect her. I need to stay. He'll kill all of us. Please don't, please don't let me go with him. Strad, please. I've given you everything. Not everything. You will be my eternal bride, Tatiana. My life is ruined. Surely. I can just have it. Now, hold on a minute, says Freak. Speaking as someone of the younger generation, I think that it's really some toxic masculinity right there. You've just spoken to her once and, you know, maybe you had a conversation, maybe you agreed on something, I don't know, but it seems to be totally forward to expect to be able to take her away and marry her. It's like, you know, it's yeah, totally mo- not on, in, man. In most lands they ask, Strad. Yes, uh, consent is an ongoing experience. You cannot just... Demand it whenever you want. We have different traditions in Barovia. The tradition here is... Stupid tradition. I am the Lord and Master, and I decide what is right and what is wrong. He steps up and gets on his horse. (laughs) Hans starts dragging. That's well, my horse you got there, Strad. Uh. Yes, it also flies. Hans starts dragging her towards wondering. the uh, the horse. You like a deal, don't you, Strad? You love a a wager. Uh, oh, Mo, the don't... time for deals is well done. You can't deal and with the devil anyway. As he rides his nightmare forward towards Hans, who breaks from the group of you no dragging Irina freak dives at Hans and tries to 
uh, slashes wildly with the sword to try and free Irina from his grip. Okay, roll to attack. Oh boy. Um. That is an... Oh, <laughs> ten! God damn! So Freak swings oh. the sword wildly and um, as he does, Hans easily sidesteps the blow and pushes Irina forwards. And as Irina stumbles towards Strad, astride his flaming horse, his nightmare, um, the sound of the lapping water fills her ears and a rushing water sound begins to surround her. And as Strad reaches down, and grasps her by the top of her arm. A hot flush fills her neck and face and body. She feels hot burning as as fire erupts from deep within her heart and everyone else standing back just sees an explosion of flame as a huge fireball rips from Irina's body. Oh, that's hot. What? what? Hot, 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 hot. I guess I was going to action surge and make another attack, but I think it's too late for that. I think so. Oh, fuck. Um, the flame um, explodes outwards and pushes everyone backwards uh, from from the, uh, from the Strahd. As you... As your vision clears, you see Strad astride his nightmare riding up into the sky and the figure of Irina laying on the ground in the campsite, smoldering. Her clothes lit by small fires, unconscious. Wait, bro, take me with you. I'm sure you've got room on your horse for a good pal like me. Come on. Ragyog, Ragyog leaps from the ground up onto Hans's chest and uh, draws back his fist and just smashes it into Hans's nose. He goes, you fucking idiot, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a roll to attack or? Oh, well, I've, yeah, do you? Uh, that is a 15. That hits. Hey. Okay. Unarmed is what? Just a d4? No, it's just one plus your strength modifier. Two points. Ow. Ow, my cheek. You absolute utter fool. You bloody fool. What have you done? Irina lies unconscious, her clothes smoldering. And the, there's a oh, ring wait. of blackened ground. Oh, I thought Irina was you. on the back of the horse. So I, no. I take that back, Hards, and I just start uh, pat him on the nose gently <laughs> and, like, just retract myself and, and look guilty. <laughs> Sorry, um, As you see Strahd um, ride off into the sky, you can see his um, beautifully tailored coat is also. Um, covered in spot fires he has <laughs> suffered some serious burns from Irina's <laughs> explosion um, and is is riding off into the sky so cool can someone offer her medical aid yeah Mario just runs over and like takes off her coat and just like pats it over um, uh, Irina sort of trying to douse the fires trying to put them out and it's just kind of <clears> assessing <throat> her um she doesn't have any spells to cast any healing, so she's just gonna just Good comfort her. 
the old-fashioned way. First aid. Dr. ABC. Dr. ABC is very important. Danger. Is there any danger? Uh, yep. Uh, response. Irina, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Irina? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? She does not respond at all. Louise uh, walks over, placing the hammer and sickle back on her chest um, and leans down to assess the situation. Can she do a heel check or whatever? Yes, absolutely. She can do a medicine. Check. Medicine. A medicine check, yes. yes. An appropriate fifth edition check, yes. <laughs> she gets a she gets a four. It's pretty um, sure she's You see good. no there's no nothing wrong with yeah. Irina. She's just unconscious. You can't see any <laughs> I think she is just unconscious. So no, I'm pretty sure she's quite banged up. That is a very treacherous vampire guy that you probably haven't met before, Louise. Uh we'll fill you in another time. But uh, shit, Irina, Irina, can you hear me? Can you hear out me? Out of my way, out of my, out of my way. Goblin cleric of Lathander coming through, coming All through, right. coming Jeez. through. And Ragyog uh, kneels down and casts Cure Wounds on Irina. That um, seems like a really nice cliffhanger to leave on for a little Patreon announcement. If you love the show, and I know you do because you're listening, then you can love it even further by jumping on patreon.com forward slash dice paper roll. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash dice paper roll. You can get access to our Discord server. You can get a whole bunch of extra stuff. Um, you won't know until you jump on and find out. Also, because I don't remember. But it's on the website. So if you look it up, you will be pleasantly surprised. And that's uh, it. On with the show. So Irina lies unconscious on the ground. There's a burnt circle around her. The ground is scorched and um, and small flames flicker around. The boats still rock on the lake nearby and the mist that surrounds you seems to have burnt backwards. And you see the, the figure of Strahd um, on his horse ride away um, and you hear in the distance, this is not over. That is some serious projection for a whisper. I'm very... I'm, I'm a ventriloquist also. <laughs> is Hans still charmed? Yes, for 24 hours. Oh. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh. Cool. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Good to know. Cool, cool, cool. Good to know. The Strahd fan club over here. Does, um, d- does Louise um, n- know that... Uh, Hans is is possessed or whatever, charmed. Um, it would be up to Louise to decipher from his like. You got to think about how long she's known him. Yeah, and um, she probably wouldn't what, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She'd be. Um, I mean, I went pretty apeshit on him though. Like, I mean, yeah. Just, doesn't know you very much, mate. She doesn't know who yeah. Strad is. There's a lot of context missing for her. <laughs> She does nothing. She <laughs> thinks it's normal. <laughs> does this land lovers uh, do some strange things, I guess? Quickly, Radio, uh, uh, can you heal, heal the bride? We need to get her away from here yes, and I'm, back to the castle uh, Zarovich. I'm trying, traitor. And I, um, um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I try to, <laughs> try whoa, to whoa, cast whoa. your Okay, I'm not the yeah, traitor cast... here. Mo's the one that's been having conversations in the dark with the strange vampires, yes, yes, yes. okay? Uh, yes. I'm yeah. trying to uh, save your like life I've here. I wanted to have him. I was just, 
he was there, I was there. Uh, you know, he's very persuasive, but he's oh, he's yeah. still a fucking asshole, all right? He's not, I mean, I don't know where you're going. I don't know. This. I saw he has a very cool horse and, you know, <laughs> so that's obviously plus points for him. Okay, I don't see anyone else here having a cool flaming well, it was horse. A pretty hot horse, to be perfect. The camera zooms Hans. in on. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You were better as a fish, and I roll cure wounds. <laughs> Twelve. Um, as the healing energy swirls around uh, Irina, Surely and, Louise and is offended absorbs, by that, yeah, <laughs> absorbs <laughs> into her skin. Um, it settles in, but it doesn't have any any real effect. So okay. she's she's healthy. Um, she's just, just unconscious. unconscious. And as it does, um, Louise standing on the side. The camera zooms into Louise, <laughs> and and she casts find steed. <laughs> no one has a cool horse, huh? Is so right? did someone mention a cool horse? <laughs> and then suddenly you all hear it's competitive. <laughs> Approaching. Wow, cool. It sounds like a lame horse to me. <laughs> the <laughs> most is... incredible horse you've <gasps> ever seen. Oh, wow. What? The most beautiful. What color is it? It's uh it's Louise? it's it's blue. It's a blue horse. Incredible blue, bluey green horse, green mane, blue. Yeah, why not? Blue, green, blue, blue, green, bluey, watery horse, watery, watery horse, water horse, um, horse, not seahorse, but water horse yes. approach. Um, and it, it it comes from the trees and and stands as this uh, magnificent war horse, and it 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 whinnies. <laughs> <laughs> This, my friends, is Curly, the horse. Get fat. Oh, okay. I've heard of Curly. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, this is the Curly? Oh, my God. Yes, this is the Curly. I'm so pleased you have heard of him. He is a beautiful horse. Look at these hooves. Oh. Curly the crab could not stop talking about Curly the horse. So I mean, it's it's good to put a, a face to the name. It's a long face, even though it is. <laughs> Very good point, freak. By the way, give me back my sword. Never! You tried to give up, Irina, okay. to the Dark Lord. Freak says as he holds the sword out in front of him, at arm's length, holding um, Hans at arm's length. His eyes widen as he stares him down, and and and. His arms are taut and he's ready to swing. Okay. You tried to give it up. You're working with him. You're in cahoots. Oh, I'm not the one in cahoots. Mo's the one in cahoots. Have we all been listening at all? And by the way, you're a child. Is anyone really taking this boy seriously? He's still, he just stole my sword. And now everyone's going to take his word for rot. <laughs> Sonny speaks to the rest of the party. Oh. Hey, uh. The boy is telling the truth. Uh, what? So I haven't introduced myself before, but I'm the did sword. That, hey, nice that, to meet you. Did the sword, <laughs> sword just speak? I know, I know, I know. Crazy times, crazy times, crazy times. Let's just move past that just for just one moment and uh, just um, get on board because the kid. So that's when you uh, were talking to yourself before, Hans. 
Oh, yeah, that yeah. makes so much more sense now. Me and old mate Strad, we go way back. We go way back. And he's a bad dude, really. Seriously bad dude. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. am aware. You have to convince yeah. me of that. You might, might have to convince I mean, you might Hans. have to fill in uh, Louise a little bit. You know, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm currently, horse. yeah. I mean, look, I'm currently using the kid as a bit of a proxy. And uh, yeah, yeah, look, I, I, I've given him some 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 ideas. And he, he knows. He knows. He's on board. So if you could, you know. But, Go with him on this. But what what's happened to Freak? Oh, he's he's right. fine. He's 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 fine. He's back here. He's he's in fact I'm here. I'm in the back subcon. No, that's just me doing his voice. But no, no, seriously, if he could talk in this <laughs> in this thing, then he would say he's totally fine. Uh yeah, he's he's so cool. As soon as he lets go of the sword, me, uh, he'll be fine. He'll be back to his old self. Yeah. Uh I'm just really torn with the idea of uh the sword. Uh what's yeah. your name again, mate? What's your name? Uh, it's, I didn't introduce myself, uh, should though, shouldn't I? Sonny, Sonny, you may have heard of me, Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've yeah. heard of him. Yeah, <sighs> it's great. Uh, give it, staying with the child, which is not ideal, obviously, or going with the guy that Sorry, I'm pretty sure Sorry, I a reaction a- to that. Sonny Bono. I'm a sword. You didn't want to member want, a famous- what, what do you want? A, do a, a medal? Release disco You are a medal. String of- I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really wishing we could turn back time about now, but, you know. That was a Cher solo song, man. That's That hurts. That hurts. That, does. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a both uh, mate. Ooh, that, uh, oh, that, that still uh, um, in, in all of the extravagance of Curly the horse arriving and uh, Sonny the sword uh, speaking, Hans is going to... Uh, stealthily try and whisk away Irina. Okay, yeah. Can you uh, give me the appropriate fifth edition skill check? Like a stealth situation. Stealth. <laughs> My yes. Passive perception is fourteen. Uh, Where, how do I find out my passive perception? Yeah, can you give me that with disadvantage as well? You can't. You can't drag a body away without people <laughs> noticing. You're gonna need disadvantage on that. Yep, no worries. Yes, please. Uh, so that's a 10 on the dice. It's a 13 to stealthily try and <laughs> drag the body off. Okay, so as everyone's talking to... Just got to buy um, a foot. Sonny Bono, the sword, yeah. The sword, as as every time you talk, the sword, like, gr- glows brighter. So it's like like with the sound waves. So as as it talks, it gets brighter and, and dimmer. Yeah. Um, nice. And everyone's pretty wrapped talking to Freak and the sword. Um, and as as they do, Hans uh, is in the background and he um, he hooks his arms <laughs> under Irina's shoulders and just starts dragging her off uh, towards um, the 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 woods. Um, so. What I was going to say um, is that maybe maybe instead of giving it, you know, the sword to the child, I mean, it's not ideal, but, and you know, I don't really want to give it to the guy who's number one, you know, guy in his books is Strahd right now and Mo turns and gestures <laughs> with a huge open hand and palm to where Hans was standing uh, and he is now just a little bit further along with... Uh, Irina in his and everyone clocks it immediately at once. Everyone turns around and looks at Hans dragging Irina towards towards the, Hans's, the forest. Hans's eyes go really wide and then he makes that really tiny mouth like like a Ooh, and just like stares at everyone with the legs hooked in and just like 
Uh, as he does the um so he's dragged it right towards the edge of the the woods and the the firelight sort of flickering and the light from the sword is flickering and casting shadows again and then from directly behind hans you hear (laughs) and that is where we're going to end today's game <laughs> it, it's Giacomo, and he's like, oh, "I've had, I've had, I've had too much crab meat. I'm still alive." It was his stomach. <laughs> Definitely not a. I'm just hungry. Hungry, hungry hippo in the woods. 